Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, July 6, 2022. Stand up for your country. It was pretty amusing. I was uh, reading um, some of the commentary today, and George Soros has a column out where he laments that democracy is in danger in America. And that's true uh, largely because of George Soros. <laughs> I mean, this is what... People have no idea who they really are. So Soros doesn't see himself as the devil. He sees himself as some kind of benevolent guy who injects dark money into the a democratic system to make sure that laws are not enforced and that the border remains open. But he thinks he's doing good things there. So this was all about the Supreme Court, you know, the usual uh, left-wing point of view, but I got to pretty big kick out of it. But the bigger threat to democracy, which is not amusing in any way, is the corrupt media, and that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. First, the data. So Gallup is a poll out taken over a three-week period in June. 1,015 adults, party affiliation, Democrat 28, Republican 28, Independent 42, fair poll. And they asked the folks, um, trust. Do you trust television news? A great deal, 4%. I guess those are the people who run the television news. <laughs> That's it. Quite a lot, 7 So only 11% trust the television news industry in the USA. And the rest don't. 49% have no trust. And very little trust in television. Now, I worked in this industry. I have worked in it. Um, for 47 years now. And I started when I was 12, you know, so you can make all those jokes. Um, but when I started, it wasn't corrupt. And over a period of time, it came more and more and more and more corrupt. Why? When I started, the corporations, generally speaking, and I worked for corporations from day one, they stayed out of the news arena because they said, all right, we need it, you know, to bolster our image, but we're not looking to make a lot of money off it. And so we'll leave it alone and not inject ourselves, you know, how corporations can be. Well, around 1996, that all changed because of me. And I, I'm the reason it changed. Because when the Fox News Channel was invented in 96, Nobody felt that it was going to be anything. All right. Now, CNN was around and MSNBC had just started. The network news programs did make money. All right. The Today Show, Good Morning America, and the nightly news made a little bit. 60 Minutes made the most because that was a primetime hit. But the money really wasn't extraordinary in the corporate media. So Disney, they don't, they didn't in the past, make money off The View. Only 2 million people watch The View. They make a little money, but not a lot. They make their money in animation and theme parks. But then, as the Fox News Channel, and in particular the O'Reilly Factor, became dominant in this country, literally billions of dollars flowed in to the news corporation, which owned Fox News. Billions, with a B. Everybody saw that. And they said, we're going to do this too. We're going to make billions of dollars. And that was the end. That was the end of it. 
Now, at Fox News, when I started, I was totally independent. Nobody told me what to say or do ever because they knew that I wouldn't put up with it because I told them that. When I left, after 20-plus years, that rule for me was still in place, but not for everybody. So now, almost all the commentators and reporters on television news, whether it's network news or cable news, do what they are told. Though there is a management level that dictates what you will see and hear. CNN is the best example of that because the dictum went out, we hate Trump, you are to get uh, information and commentary to destroy him across the board. And that's what CNN did. MSNBC is, another, is, is different because they tried to imitate Fox News. Fox News tilted right into the traditional conservative precincts to give those people something to watch. They didn't have anything to watch before Fox News. So MSNBC said, well, we're going to do this left. They were not successful. They aren't successful now. They make some money, but, you know, it's, it's not anything like the Fox News juggernaut remains. They still make billions of dollars. They're selling off my numbers still. So anyway, once the corporations got in to television news and started to dictate what Americans would see and hear, then everything changed. Now, there are good reporters, obviously, they, you know, reporters that bring you honest information, but they are heavily outnumbered. And when Trump came in, he blew everything up because it was either we love Trump or we hate Trump. That was it. And the audience that hated him went in to watch the hate. The audience that loved him went in to watch the love. And you can't run a information agency based on partisan politics if you want people to believe you. So that's what happened. So uh, the next thing on a Gallup poll was newspapers. Uh, 16% of Americans trust newspapers. Um, and... Uh, 80% don't. That's a different thing. Newspapers never made a lot of money, all right? There are three dominant newspapers, or there used to be, in America. The New York Times, the Washington Post, and the Los Angeles Times, okay? All three of those newspapers decided not to be newspapers when Trump got elected. Now they are supporters of the Democratic Party. That's what they are. Okay, those papers, they work with the Democrats to promote what the Democrats and liberal America wants. And that's it across the board. Look at the contributors on the op-ed page of the New York Times. There are no doctrinaire conservatives at the paper, none. And there are like 12 to 15 liberals. Washington Post has George Will, but we all know about poor George and what happened to him. I'm not even going to bother with it anymore. If you don't know him, then you, that's okay. LA Times almost out of business. They're so militant left. I mean, they wanted to keep uh, the guy in San Francisco, the DA that was recalled. They wanted to keep him. They had no problem with him. <laughs> it's, when you get that extreme, most people are going, you know, I'm not going to read this. Now, the only reason these newspapers remain in business, most of them across the country, is the sports page. People read it for sports. And even sports is now getting infected. So let me wrap this talking points memo up because we have a lot of good information for you tonight.
When 330 million Americans cannot get honest information, democracy gets hurt. All right, the Washington Post's uh, motto is democracy dies in darkness. Okay, well, okay, Washington Post, uh, your spotlight is on liberals promoting them. That's what you do. Okay, so don't tell me democracy dies in darkness when you're part of the darkness. So when we the people can't get the truth or facts, verifiable facts, how can we make decisions? You know, I've told you over and over and over, people believe what they want to believe right now in America. That is the trend. They don't care whether it's true or not. They want to believe it, they're going to believe it. If you want to believe that the election of 2020 was a fraud, a massive fraud, that's what you're going to believe. Right? And if you want to believe that Donald Trump was a fascist dictator who wanted the Capitol to be looted and destroyed, that's what you're going to believe. Doesn't matter what the facts are. Just doesn't matter. And even if they find facts, if the facts go against the narrative, like Hunter Biden, right? If the facts go against the narrative, we all know Hunter Biden is a grifter, that he made millions and millions of dollars because his father was vice president. Everybody knows that. That's not in dispute. They don't report it. Black it out. So that's what Gallup found out, that there's no trust anymore in the television news or the newspaper industries. And when you can't get honest information, so every, all the people are now going to the Internet for information. That's insane. There are no editors there. There's nobody there that says, hey, Lenny, you can't say that about O'Reilly if it isn't true. Lenny can say whatever he wants. It's, it's frightening. That is the big reason our country is in decline right now. That's the big reason Joe Biden's president. He doesn't deserve to be president. He is a terrible president. Everybody's getting hurt. And who backed him? Who backed Joe Biden for that job? You know who. That's a memo. And on the subject of the president, he went to Cleveland, Ohio, to talk about the uh, American Rescue Plan's financial assistance program. Nobody knows what that is. I will tell you what it is. So the federal government is not going to bail out companies that can't pay their pension obligations to workers. Is that a good thing? Well, you don't want the, the fo- workers to get screwed on their pensions, right? But, you know, when you have a federal government that continues to spend trillions and trillions of dollars on everything, I, who's watching this? I don't know. But that's what he's doing. I don't condemn it because I don't want... You know, you work 30 years in a company and then the company doesn't have enough to pay your pension. Government's got to help you out. Okay, another, this is the same Gallup poll, a different question. Uh, It said, um, please tell me how much confidence you have in the presidency. 23% of Americans have confidence in the presidency at this moment. Okay, that's down from 38 percent when Biden took office. 
All right, 15% down. Under Trump, what do you think it was? Take a guess. Confidence in the presidency under Trump, what do you think? 39%. Now it's 23. Economic stats for June. This is why Joe Biden is doomed with a capital D. S&P 500 down 9% in the month of June. Stocks went into a bear market in the month of June. S&P's worst first six months, 2022, since 1970. Dow Jones suffered its worst first half of the year, 2022, since 1962, when JFK was president. So Biden has obliterated the dismal economic performance of the Carter administration. He now stands alone in destroying the American economy, and every single American is suffering because of it. So when he says, I'm going to run again, you just go, sure. All right, so Gavin Newsom in Florida, uh, Florida. Gavin Newsom in California, the governor there, he knows that Biden's toast. He knows he's done. So he wants to get out ahead because Gavin Newsom and his hair moose want to be in the Oval Office. So Gavin Newsom spends a lot of money taking out a political ad that runs in Florida on the 4th of July. Go. It's Independence Day, so let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom, it's under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to choose, freedom from hate, and the freedom to love. Don't let them take your freedom. Paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022. All right, so there's Newsom. Um, <laughs> he's running for president. No, he's also running for governor. He'll win there in California. But no, that's his first presidential ad, attacking Florida. Who is he attacking, really? DeSantis. Okay, we're way ahead of this. And here, here's an interesting aside on Governor Newsom. So Florida, um, Florida, God, O'Reilly, get into it here. California will not do business with Montana because Montana doesn't have a gay legislation that California likes or something. California won't do business with the state of Montana. Well, where is Gavin Newsom right now? Vacationing in Montana. <laughs> I gotta love it, right? Let's go to the border. So every day I wait for the Biden administration to say something about the border. Something. All right? 476,000 migrants escaped apprehension from U.S. authorities during the fiscal year 2022, which just ended. It's not, they don't do the yearly, they go October to October. Five, about a half a million, they estimate, got away. Well, what is Biden saying about it? Roll the tape. If we are to advance liberty and justice, we need to secure our border and fix the immigration system. As you might guess, I think we can do both. Sure. He's done nothing. 
nothing to secure that southern border. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Remember the caravan in May that was between about 10,000 people coming up from uh, Guatemala? Uh, through Mexico. Whatever happened to that? I don't know. It, it was there in May and now it's gone. Well, the Mexican police and army broke it up. However, they allowed the migrants that came into Mexico from Central America to stay in the country for 30 days. Yeah, like anybody's looking for them. That signaled to the migrants, hey, we got to get to the border, the U.S. border, which is where they want to go anyway. And we got to speed it up, which they have. Now, we don't have um, apprehension stats for June yet. They'll come out shortly. But, I mean, it's the only media that covered the breakup of the caravan was CNN.com, not CNN, their website, and Fox News. Okay, the UN issues a study, all right, on migration, and it deems the U.S.-Mexico border the deadliest land route in the world, UN. 2021 was the deadliest year at the United States-Mexico border since 2014. 1,238 migrant deaths down here. There were far more than that, but this is what the UN could find. All right? But Joe Biden, you know, Joe, you got any comment on this? You know about the 32 that died last week in the hot truck yeah you know joe joe well let's bring in uh, a guest who knows everything about this much smarter than i am her name is laura Rees. she's the heritage foundation director of border security and immigration center miss Rees has 25 years experience uh with immigration and uh she worked uh, most recently as acting deputy chief of staff for the department of homeland security on management and immigration under the trump administration so um, when you hear Joe Biden do nothing, when you see him do nothing, how do you assess all this? I'm very worried about it. I feel like we are back at a pre-9-11 posture. The president spoke of border security. He said those words in the State of the Union, but he isn't lifting a finger to secure this border. And that's his most important job, is to protect this country and protect Americans. And he is doing anything but. As he an is expert, making- as an expert, 
Is there a why behind Biden's inaction? It seems to me that he is bowing to the radical left groups that want a very open border. There seems to be no limit or, or ceiling to the number of illegal immigrants they are willing to let in. And he is hitting record after record, but all of them bad. Whether all right, it is so it's political and he's going along with the politics to flood the United States with foreign nationals. But then you see the U.N. saying it's the deadliest corridor in the world for deaths of migrants in the world. And no comment from Biden at all. Do you think he cares about that? Well, I'm not sure he knows about it, but he ought to care about it. And meanwhile, we've got Secretary of Homeland Security Mayorkas continuing to say that their policies are the most humane policies. And yet these statistics defy that. If the UN is saying it is the most insecure part of the world, that is very telling. Yeah, and it was a stunning report that, of course, got no coverage on uh, network news at all because of the blackout and because of the corporate media. Now, let's get down to retail level. So if you're a Border Patrol agent or anyone in Homeland Security assigned to the southern border, you got to know that this thing is totally out of control and you really can't do your job effectively, correct? That's right. Morale is in the tank and Border Patrol agents are saying they are now part of the biggest smuggling organization on the planet, and yet they're part of the U.S. government. Um, they call themselves travel agents because they are just processing more illegal aliens into the country instead of returning them out of the country or enforcing our laws. Now, the other thing that Biden ignores totally is the fentanyl, heroin, methamphetamine, cocaine flood that accompanies an open border. So if you don't have the agents watching for that, trying to stop it, and the agents are otherwise occupied, as you said, with being travel agents to get thousands of people a day someplace, um, then the, the narcotics flood in and, you know, hundreds of thousands of Americans die. And Biden, again, nothing. We get nothing out of him on any of this. That, that's right. I, I, I don't know how many Americans have to die from fentanyl. It is the number one killer of young people here in this country. That is our future. And this administration is completely silent about it. I don't know if a certain number of people need to die from fentanyl or a certain person needs to die from fentanyl to get the attention of this administration, but this is the most deadly poison and it is causing such destruction in this country. And again, our president is AWOL. As an American, last question for you, not as an expert on the border, because I, you know, I can't contradict anything you say. I can't challenge anything you say because I know it's all true by the data and the stats that we have. But you have a president of the United States who basically is disengaged from solving any problem, not just the border, the economy, violent crime, you name it. Doesn't have any solutions, doesn't engage, doesn't even seem, as you put it, to know what's going on. I mean, that's pretty frightening, is it not? It is, and I fear it's going to take another terrorist attack before this pr uh, president wakes up and maybe changes course. And like I said before, I think we're in a pre-9-11 posture, and I think the result may be the same. All right, Ms. Reese, thanks for helping us out. We really appreciate it. Um, let's get on to uh, Liz Cheney. So I told you hmm, eight months, nine months ago, 
uh, I think I was the first one to say it, that she is not going to be reelected to her House seat in Wyoming. So let's, uh, we have data that, that will back that up, but let's get to her um, because a lot of conservatives liked her before Donald Trump. So Liz Cheney despises Donald Trump because Donald Trump attacked her father, the former Vice President Dick Cheney. Now, if somebody attacked my father, I wouldn't like him either. Right? Okay, I, and that's why the Bushes don't like Donald Trump. So, okay, that's all normal. But Liz Cheney went far above the personal beef. All right, she is the point person in trying to take Trump out of politics through the January 6th committee. Here is Ms. Cheney, go. We are confronting a domestic threat that we have never faced before. And that is a former president who is attempting to unravel the foundations of our constitutional republic. And he is aided by Republican leaders and elected officials who made themselves willing hostages to this dangerous and irrational man. All right, so there you go, alienates the Republican Party. Then she put out a uh, request in Wyoming for Democrats to register as Republicans to vote for her in the August 16th primary. And of course they won't because the next day Cheney goes out and slams pro-abortion people. So liberals aren't going to do that. She's got nobody. And here's the proof. Um, This is a poll by Fabrizio Lee and Associates in Wyoming, June 1st, 2nd. Um, If the Republican primary are held today, who would you vote for? Liz Cheney, 28%. Harriet Hagman, 56%, her Republican challenger in the primary. So Cheney's out. Now, the problem here, and, and one other thing, Cheney, as I said, is a point person on the committee. Pelosi anointed her that to keep the Democrats kind of in the background. Well, remember Cassidy Hutchinson, the one who came in and said Trump grabbed the steering wheel when that's physically impossible to do and threw ketchup or whatever she said. Well, before the testimony, Liz Cheney hugs the woman. Get the picture up. Those listening on radio, I'll describe it. There's uh, Liz and uh, Cassidy embracing and hugging. So if you're supposed to have a hearing that's looking for the truth, you're hugging the witness who's going to brutalize Trump. Does that make sense? Okay. See you, Liz. Now, Liz Cheney, as I um, predict, will uh, show up on CNN as a commentator. Yale Divinity School says there is no biblical basis for the ban on abortion. Let's read what they say. Quote, there's no biblical basis for the ban on abortion. The only text that deals directly with a fetus is Exodus 21, 22 to 25. Makes a distinction between the penalty levied on someone who causes a pregnant woman to miscarry versus an injury to the woman herself. Okay. Well, that's not quite true. Um, I'm not a biblical scholar, but uh, I do know about Jeremiah 1.5. We'll throw that up there. Uh, it says, quote, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And that is a quote from the deity. 
in Jeremiah. Now, the uh, head of uh, the Yale Divinity School is a guy named Gregory Sterling who put that out. That it's okay to be, a, there's nothing in the Bible, but what about Jeremiah there, Gregory? Yeah, I know you're at Yale, and, but I went to Harvard, so I'm smarter than you. So it's a bunch of bull. That's what it is. The uh, Bible is clear that life comes from God. And to terminate life is a grave sin. That is what the Bible says. Yale Divinity School. Many Americans don't believe that. They have the right not to believe it. July 4th weekend stats, four days, cancellations, 2,000 approximately. Delays, 19,368. Best to drive, get uh, all the killing books on tape, pop them in. You'll be much better off. All right, uh, one million civilian guns have been sold in 2021. Okay, a million. This marks the 35th consecutive month of surpassing the million gun threshold, an American record. I'm sorry, that was just in June. I said the whole year, that's just in June. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Just in June? I thought it was a whole year. A million guns sold in June. 8% increase over June 21. 35th consecutive month of sales over a million. So this is what the progressives, you know, they, they want to ban all guns, but instead they've led to people buying guns for two reasons. Number one, they're afraid of getting violated by criminals. People are afraid because the criminal justice system is collapsing. And secondly, they're afraid that there might be a gun ban, which there won't be, but a million a month. A lot of guns. Top 10 most popular brands in the USA. This is uh, from a Harris poll. All right, they ask Americans, what do you like? Throw it on up, and you listening on the radio, I'll run it down. Number one brand in the USA, Trader Joe's. I like Trader Joe's. Number two, H-E-B Grocery. Number three, Patagonia. Patagonia, a little problematic now. Clothing, but they are pro-abortion. They like abortion. Number four, the Hershey Company, Candy. Five Wegmans, six Samsung, seven Toyota, Eight Amazon, nine Honda, ten Sony. Isn't it interesting that one, two, three, four of the top ten brands are from foreign countries? There you go. Patagonia, I'm not. I'm not doing it. Not boy. Not calling for boycott. We don't do that here. But not me. This day in history, July 6, two thousand seventeen. You all forgot this, but not me. France announced it will end sales of petrol and diesel vehicles by 2040. That is only 18 years away. No more. No more gas stations, no more petrol, no more anything. Everything's going to be electric. So we, my crack staff, said, okay, how you doing on that, France? Well, um, gas-powered vehicles are up in France, 12%. Okay, they're up. 
not down. And about 2% of vehicles on the road in France are electric. They plug in and they're hybrids, 2%. So you got a long way to go here to get all that gas vehicle stuff off. Now, I don't like the oil companies. I'm honest about it. I don't like them. If we could have electric cars that were affordable, and even I could know how to plug them in, I just learned how to put gas self-service. It took me a year. I'm for it. And my friends who have the Teslas, and I, and they love them. So I want this. But you can't force it. And it would be unconstitutional. France is a whole different ballgame than the United States. Here, you couldn't do that unless you could prove beyond a reasonable doubt that gas vehicles are a danger to the public. And that would be impossible to prove. So you couldn't force the uh, diesel gas industry out of business here. Constitutionally, government can't do that. So it's interesting. All right, we got a good mail segment, and then we have a final thought about uh, you may have seen it all over the place. Me taking down Pritzker, the governor of Illinois. We're going to have a little follow-up on that. Okay? Coming right back. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, let's get to the mail. Uh, Charles, you were on fire criticizing Illinois Governor Pritzker. He's done nothing to address the killing of African-American citizens in his state. The governor, like many other Democratic politicians, will not address the issue because the criminals are largely African-American. So glad you had the courage to call him out on his terrible record. Charles, you hit it. I mean, that's what I said yesterday, but I'm glad you concur. Imagine if all the murders in Chicago were being committed by white supremacists. Think Prince could do something about it? Think state police might even be in there? Mm-hmm. Okay, Susan, Illinois has the six strictest gun laws in America. Chicago has some of the strictest gun laws of any city. 
Now, if there were actual prosecutions of illegal gun use, you might see some drop in those crimes, but there won't be under Lori Lightfoot and J.B. Pritzker. They will not prosecute minority criminals. They won't. David, concierge member. David has direct access to me. I encourage all of you to check that program out on BillOReilly.com. You will benefit from it. Bill, your expression of righteous indignation toward Pritzker is a hallelujah moment for me indeed. Thank you. Steve Shire, Austin, Texas. I have never seen you so angry as you were last night against Prisker. By the way, good for you. Real Americans need to take a stand. Enough of the big lies. I don't know who real Americans are, but everybody should listen to the corruption that I am pointing out in Illinois. Nancy, if this person was shot and killed by Akron police, didn't do anything... Why didn't he stop when the police asked him to pull over? Was he impaired by drugs or alcohol? Why? Nobody knows that yet. Okay, the coroner will, will issue a report, but that's not the question, Nancy. The question that I asked last night and that I am awaiting the answer to was, did the man the police shot 20 times have a gun in his car that was fired? Cops know that now, yes or no. The fact that they haven't put it out tells me maybe no. That's a question all real Americans should be asking. And real Americans are those who want the truth. Tony Ebert, Fairmont, West Virginia. If Megan Rapinoe actually stood behind her anti-American comments, she would reject the Presidential Medal of Freedom or return it as John Lennon did. What a hypocrite she is if she accepts it. Well, that's a great point. So you hate your country, Megan. Why, why are you getting the uh, Medal of Freedom? Don't take it. Bill Nelson, Prosser, Washington. Bill, can you possibly tell me why so little has been said about President Biden's daughter's accusations in her diary regarding sexual abuse by her father? There isn't any responsible person who would take an uncorroborated accusation at that level and spread it around. That's why you don't do that. There isn't any evidence that ever happened other than a woman who is troubled writing some bad stuff about her father. So you, you're going to take that? No. Don't do that here. Well, we do do it, but it should never happen. Brian McDaniel, South Park, Pennsylvania, just finished reading Killing Kennedy, my favorite of the killing books. It even made me cry. What an incredible story JFK's life and era was. Killing Reagan is next. I just have a few more killing books left to read. Well, we appreciate that, Brian. Again, look, this is summer. If you got some vacation time and sitting on the beach, put the little machine away, read a book. That's going to be interesting for you, and you'll learn a lot. And if you're in a car, get that audio in the car. I mean, believe me. Jeff Muller, Bluffton, South Carolina, in the Low Country. Just finished Killing the Killers. Outstanding, as every book is in the series. Can't wait until Killing the Legends. Killing the Legends, you can pre-order on BillOReilly.com. 
out, I think it's September 27th. This book is different. It's cultural history, but the same style. And you guys are, I'm going to be very interested to see the reception of Killing Religions. Killing the Killer is still an amazing bestseller after more than three months in the marketplace, and we appreciate everybody who is supporting the book. All right, word of the day, do not be tendentious. I'm going to tell you what that means. Tendentious is a person who spins everything. Don't do that. Don't be tendentious. Uh, final thought about Pritzker in a moment. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, here's the final thought of the day. If you didn't see my takedown of J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois, who's a corrupt guy, in my opinion, uh, please, uh, we have it on BillOReilly.com. But I have more stats for you. Now, here's a guy who wants to ban guns or all that other stuff, take them away from law-abiding people in Illinois. That's what he wants to do. He was elected governor in January 2019, took office, January 19, okay? Since that time, since that time, there have been approximately 3,500 murders in Illinois. Three and a half years of Pritzker, 3,500 murders in that state. He has done nothing, nothing. No state police in the uh, neighborhoods in Chicago where people are being gunned down every day, including children. No. Why? Because most of the perpetrators are African-American drug gangs. That's why. But most of the victims are African-Americans. More than 80% of them in Illinois. That's racism, J.B., you're okay with 3,500 murders in your three and a half years in office? And you're up for re-election. If I was running against you, that's all people would hear. You don't care about poor minorities who are being slaughtered by drug gangs. You don't care. Awful. And to have this guy get out there screaming sanctimoniously about, oh, they're guns, or we're going to ban them, and enough's enough, and you've done nothing? Nothing. To stop that Holocaust in your state? You have the nerve to go out and tell law-abiding citizens who want to protect themselves from your corruption? They can't? I mean, this is beyond... I'm sorry. This man is beyond the pale. And you know what? People in Illinois don't know it. 
because they're not paying attention and there's no media that's going to throw it out there. That they don't know the level of corruption in Springfield. My job, J.B. Pritzker, the worst governor in the country. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.